Welcome to SexPod, the sex positive podcast where nothing is off limits. Thank you. So we're here in Janie's apartment and it is amazing. Do you want to describe it a little bit for people listening who can't see it? Sure, yeah, thank you. Um, well, there's just basically everything that I can think of that I love around. So I've got um, unicorns and Kuan Yin and giant shoes. There's actually several pairs of giant shoes. Uh, there's, uh, and that's all in the living room area. And then behind is what I call my office where I have my costumes and my wigs and my stripper pole. <laughs> so the stripper pole was a gift to yourself yes. after a breakup? Yes. I got a dog um, when I had a breakup oh a couple God, of years ago and you got a stripper pole and I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, a puppy would have been a good idea too. I don't know if I have the room though. <laughs> it's okay. The next breakup, we'll get a dog. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Okay, so did you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, things you love, mm -hmm. what you've been up to? Sure, yeah. So you might have seen me on season four of Bachelor Australia and then the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, both times I failed very dismally <laughs> at finding love. Didn't even kiss in either one, so that's very sad. That's okay. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that's, that's me. Um, so you might remember me from those for being a, the a princess one. I am a performer and I love all things fairy tales. And um, that's mostly me, yeah. No, that's amazing. <laughs> and how was your experience with the Bachelor franchise? Because obviously people have different experiences on the show and it's really, really talked about. So would you ever do it again? Did you enjoy it? And what did you think about it? Yeah, oh, that's such a good question because, yeah, people do have a lot. Often people have a lot of bad things to say and I'm kind of always a bit confused by that. I don't know what they expected because I am, I always say this, I'm fan first, contestant second. It's my favourite <laughs> show and I love it. So I understand that they're making a TV show but also in my experience I've never seen with me or if I'm honest anyone else, anyone get outrageous edits. I feel like everything I see is pretty much what I experienced with people uh obviously though they're making a story and they don't have time to show how multi-dimensional everyone is but yeah and I always just have a really good time and I feel like I don't know I'm sad that people don't enjoy it as much as as I do I think they have fun when they're there and then they regret it when they watch it sometimes but yeah. I, I'm not one of those people I love it I think yeah, it's good fun. I would do it again. I'm, I'm actually trying really hard to vie for a spot in Bachelor in Paradise next season. Yeah, it's nice. Well, go back to Fiji if we can travel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and we might not be able to travel. I think we should just do a local Australia season. We've got lots of beautiful places. So. Well, it seems like everyone's kind of friends from the Bachelor franchise. You yeah. could do one just in Brisbane alone. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Maybe the next season should be like... Each city has their own, kind of like real yeah. housewives, but that, with Bachelor in Paradise. We might have to because no one else can go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So in regards to the edit, were you, you obviously, I don't think, yeah, like you said, you've never really had an outrageous edit, mm -hmm. nothing bad, nothing yeah. good, like just, it was you. Like, yeah. so with your edit, what did you feel about it, like watching back? Oh yeah, it was pretty much what I expected. Um, the, the first time around, um, like, like I said, they only kind of really have time to focus on one aspect of your personality and they'll choose the most interesting one, I think. 
<laughs> and so I kind of figured that mine would be like the fairy tales yeah. kind of um, off with the fairies, potentially a bit childish in <laughs> vibe. <laughs> like I did kind of think we'd go, that they would go with that side of me and I wasn't yeah surprised that they did and I own it. I mean, that's very much who I am. Um, so yeah, I wasn't upset by that. I feel like in Paradise I came across, they didn't show me as much on Paradise. I was only there for about 45 minutes. <laughs> so there wasn't as much time to show me, but I, um, I feel like it looked, I, I think I got a good at it actually. Yeah. There was like a scene where, uh, Tim and I were flirting and it was way more awkward in real life. So <laughs> it almost looks like I am flirting like a real person. So I was. Add some music and go. <laughs> exactly. The music does a lot for it, doesn't it? It does. So that was um, a bit of like what I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about. And obviously this is a podcast all about sexuality and sex and love and relationships. And I was really interested to see that just like the character they had kind of made you on as a bachelor, like very, you know, innocent and like mm-hmm. princesses and Disney and which is who you are mm-hmm. on one part, but there's obviously a lot more to you. And I really wanted to talk to you about your OnlyFans. Yes. Because I think, you know, if some people see that one side of you on The Bachelor and they don't piece the two together, which is silly, but, mm. you know, that's part of it. And I think OnlyFans, people have a lot of different opinions on it. Mm. So what's your experience being with OnlyFans? And do you want to have to do, like, a rundown of how it all works? Because I don't think people really know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Like, first off... Oh, well, yeah, for people who don't know what it is, um, <laughs> I'll just... It's like... Any kind of social media site, basically, it's not that different from Instagram. It's just that the content is behind a paywall. Um, and because of that, there is... I, I assume there's other stuff as well. But most of it is more explicit than you'd find on Instagram. Um, so, yeah. Photos and videos, yeah, that are a bit more explicit. Yeah. Than you're even allowed to do on Instagram anyway. So, it's mostly that. So, I do understand that that isn't for everyone. Um, and that it obviously does seem to conflict in some people's brains with what they know about me, uh, which is interesting, like you said, and kind of strange, I think, in 2020 for people to think that something like that or any kind of like like sex work or even pseudo-sex work would be only for one type of person. Yeah. Like I think... People think, oh, she's on OnlyFans and they have this image of maybe someone who um, does sort of ooze more sexuality or maybe that's a big part of their personality is like being very sexy, which is a a great way to be in the world and I am not like that. (laughs) Um, But that doesn't mean that I don't have that side to me and it's weird that people are still so confused by that. Yeah, well, everyone's got it in them and everyone expresses it in different ways. So I think because OnlyFans wasn't as mainstream and I think in the last few years it has become more mainstream and you are seeing people Mm -hmm. that you know personally on OnlyFans. Like I think porn and sex work seems really far away for people and now that there are people they know on OnlyFans, I think it's shocking for them and Mm -hmm. I think it does take a bit for them to work out why they feel so uncomfortable with it. And I think that's what people really need to think about when they feel outraged by it. Like, why do you feel this way? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, I think I haven't had so many conversations yet. I'm sure there'll be more to come. <laughs> but any 
kind of conversation that I do have. Like, I've done a lot of kind of preparation for these kinds of chats, but Mm -hmm. I do try to remember that, yeah, if there is outrage or if there's disgust or if there's shame, it's usually shame, um, that that is that person's stuff and it's not mine just because they're trying to project it onto me. Like, you should be ashamed that you're doing that. I can try and remember, well, actually, like, I'm a 31-year-old woman who's made a conscious decision about what I do or what I show of my own body, and if I don't feel ashamed, I don't have to feel ashamed just because you feel ashamed for me. Yes. Yeah, so just trying to remember that that is their stuff. So I do think people who feel that way, you know, it's worth them doing a little bit of soul-searching. Like, I'm not there trying to say, everyone should be doing this. I don't mind. I don't. Also, I don't need the competition. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Do not start. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I think like, yeah, you don't have to. Absolutely not. If you don't feel comfortable, please don't. Actually, I don't think anyone should be doing anything they don't feel comfortable with. But if someone else is doing it and they do feel comfortable, I don't think it's anyone's business to tell them that they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, well, it's actually, we were talking about it before we started recording, it's one of the most ethical forms mm. of porn and, uh, and sex work. And it's, you can take control of what you're uploading, you control how much money you're getting for it, how much you're charging, like, it's a business. It's, yeah, and I think it's really great to take that power back and be able to really control that and look at it as a business and do what you want to do with it. So, yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah, I actually feel like, it was a bit of a hurdle to kind of feel comfortable doing it. And I just kind of dipped my toe in and thought that, you know, you know, if I hate it, I'll just delete it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but once I kind of got over that feeling like, yeah, mostly shame. Like I said, I feel like just growing, growing up, I mean, you might've been similar. I feel like our generation was hopefully the last generation, but there's so much shame associated with our bodies and with like, our sexuality and how we were and weren't allowed to express it, like just so much shame. And once I kind of got over that hurdle, I realized that I did enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, if I enjoy this and I can make money, isn't that what we're all aiming for is to be like doing things that we love. So, um, yeah. So I feel like that was the biggest thing is just trying to get over the fact that I felt like I should feel shame about it. Mm. And then I'm like, Oh, this is the thing. Well, it's really hard to, like, undo that shame. And it does, like you said, take a lot of soul-searching and a lot of self-work. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you expose yourself to these things and the more you open your mind to it, the less shame you'll feel. But it's true. Like, a lot of people do feel a lot of shame towards their bodies and mm-hmm. towards sex and expressing their sexuality, especially. Okay, I'm... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just think unpacking all of that that shame that is associated and feeling like, there are rules that you're supposed to follow to be respected and things like that. It's, I, I think finally we are making shifts around that, which is yeah. good. But, yeah, we kind of need everyone on board for things to really change. Yeah, definitely. And do you feel like I think the concerns people maybe have is that the app isn't safe? Um, how have you found it with safety and regulations and things like that? Yeah, like knock on wood, but so far for me, <laughs> everything's been fine. It does uh, seem like the site itself really cares about its users. So I know there's like legal actions and they would help you step by step if you needed to take legal action if your content was to be shared. Um, so that's good that they can do that. But yeah. at the same time, I'm sure 
that people's content is getting taken and sold all the time. And so you do have to keep that in mind, unfortunately. But um, but it is good that, that there is a lot of work being done as well around that. And I think, you know, even laws about like revenge porn and stuff like that, which this is a separate thing, but but it's good that kind of society in general are acknowledging like actually that isn't okay for someone to be exposed like that and have their their content whether it was like given freely in a relationship or if it was like stolen from online like either way that shouldn't be okay and and no one should be shamed or punished for for that yeah you're a really creative person obviously and we were saying how like taking new it's actually really fun (laughs) like you can really be creative with it you can make it what you want and it's kind of exciting like getting ready for it and it does make you feel really empowered. I find if I've ever taken I just feel really empowered by it and that's just me personally and I'm sure like other people do as well but it makes you feel great about yourself and confident and how has that been for you content wise like being able to be creative with it? Yeah well yeah like I, t- I told you before I think yeah like I said got over that hurdle of feeling so much shame about it and then was like okay how do I really feel? I, I really do enjoy making content um, because, it, yeah, it, it, it's fun. I like making content of any kind, but I do also like taking photos of myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, it's funny you say that. I remember, oh, it would have been so long ago now, but um, when I was living overseas and uh, I feel like I've been single for quite a while and I also wasn't like meeting a lot of new people like in a romantic or sexual kind of way. And I didn't want to lose touch with, like, my confidence because of that. And I actually made it – and so this was obviously way well before I ever would have thought I'd do anything like OnlyFans. And I don't think it would have existed back then because it was several years ago now. But I made it, like, kind of a little assignment to myself that every week I had to take a sexy photo. Oh, yeah. Um, so I wasn't sending them anywhere. I was just taking them for myself to kind of, like – you know, feel sexy and beautiful and, and not be out, like, trying to, like, desperately seek someone to tell me I was sexy and beautiful and just, like, feel confident. And I feel like, yeah, that might have been when I first started <laughs> realising how much I liked taking sexy photos as well. And, yeah, it is so fun. And I love that um, just like any, like, you know, just like Instagram, because it is a site that I do. I don't have to be doing what other people are doing. And I feel like I might think of something that's really, that I find funny or ironic as well. And I might share that too and people like people like all sorts of different things on there so it's fun to be in complete control it it's not like I have people telling me it's not like a normal job where someone's saying hi if you want to work here you have to do this this and yeah. this. it's like hey this is what I feel like sharing today and it's really fun yeah. and also people can request certain things to you so they can say hey would you be interested in sending me this would you yes. be interested in sending me this so you can kind of accept and decline whatever you like and then you can also make whatever content you want as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So there's no, like, I mean, and I hope people don't feel pressure. Like, yeah, I think, like I said to you before, I'm glad that I am doing this now and that I didn't start this when I was much younger. Mm. I think I would have felt a lot more pressure if, if somebody asked me for a request like that. But now, like, yeah, I'm 31 now, and if someone wants to see something that I don't feel comfortable showing them, I'm just going to say no. But I no judgment. I mean, people have asked for so many different things. Some yeah. things to me don't seem sexy, <laughs> <laughs> um, and some things do, and there's, like, varying degrees of everything, and I'm never going to judge anyone for asking me. So I'm just – but if I don't want to do something, then I'll be like, thanks, but no, I don't do that here. Um, yeah, but 
it's good to to be in control and and just to have a look would I feel comfortable with that yes or no and if I would like how much money would I feel comfortable charging for something like that it's it's cool that you yeah that you get to be in control of that yeah well it seems just like a really safe space for people to people who are purchasing the content as well as people making the content to really express what they want and it doesn't seem like there's any judgment going on in the space I think the judgment's only outside of the space and there's no reason for it in the space I think the judgment's only outside of the space and there's no reason for it like yeah I do think people are often nervous to ask me for I do notice there's still, like, some self-judgment coming. Like, yeah. I, or they, like, they're scared that I might judge them if they want to ask me for something. Um, so that's why also I'm just saying that now. <laughs> if you're on there or if you want to be on there and you want to ask me for something, I'm not going to judge you. But I understand, you know, when you don't know someone. But obviously you want to see that person because they could find the content that they're looking for. Like, but it wouldn't be me. Like, but they could find it somewhere, I'm sure, on the internet. Yeah. But they want to see me do it. So I think maybe then there's a bit more fear around it. But... People end up being comfortable eventually. No, I love what you said about taking the like one photo a week of yourself, yeah. just for yourself, because I think that's really important. Because sexuality doesn't have to be for other people; like it can just be for yourself. If you buy a new lingerie or you just want to feel good with yourself, you can do that. And I think that is one of the best forms and one of the best way to feel your sexuality and really feel in touch with yourself. Is that something? that you really keep on top of now and something that you do for yourself? Yeah, like, I mean, obviously <laughs> I'm taking even more sexy photos now. Yeah, so yeah. That's great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it is, it is fun to feel that way and to feel good about yourself. I think it's so easy for women especially, I'm sure men as well, but um, just talking from conversations I know I've had for people not to feel attractive it's mm. I think obviously because of everything that we get shown all the time in the media and you know stunning picture perfect people all the time everywhere and uh just completely like unreasonable expectations of beauty and it's it's so easy to feel unattractive like yeah. just everywhere you look so I do wish that um more people could see themselves in that way without yeah needing other people to validate that or not and um yeah for me that's an easy way to do it and I think other people should try it I mean you like it you don't have to show anyone I think people should try and um yeah maybe take some sexy photos and see how you feel yeah put on something that makes you feel good and I I I love the selfie culture that we kind of live in now yeah and I love seeing like friends of mine taking photos of themselves and you know felt cute might delete later type of stuff I'm like yes like I love that I love people owning their own beauty I think way too many years were spent on people a not feeling beautiful but also b feeling like even if they did they weren't allowed to say anything yeah like you have to act smaller than you are like mm. not really speak about yourself really confidently and I mean smaller is emotionally yeah. smaller like yeah. you you have to feel like you can't say yes I'm so beautiful because yeah. that would be overly confident or yeah. if you say oh no I'm not beautiful you're looking for attention so yes. it's like why can't we all just own that we do feel beautiful and that we are without having all these different negative yeah. angles coming at us yeah yeah like I yeah definitely remember a time when I knew girls who would 
sit on their phones and like look at other girls and be like, oh my gosh, look at her, she thinks she's so hot. And it's like, well, good, she yeah. should. Like, <laughs> everyone should think they're hot. That's so fun. What a great way to be to like think that you're hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you judge someone for for that? That's yeah. That's like a positive self image should be applauded and not like tried to tear to be torn down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's also maybe a part of why people do feel uncomfortable with OnlyFans because it is, it's everyone taking ownership of themselves and saying, yes, I know I look good and I'm posting it for other people and I'm making money off it. And I think that really makes people feel like, oh, why are they doing that? And it probably it's probably shame, a bit of jealousy. It is just all a part of your self-talk and how you think about others. And Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that I, I still struggle with it a bit now, but especially in the beginning, like, imagining that there could be people like subscribe to my only fans who are only there to kind of make fun of me or laugh yeah. at me or be like oh as if she thinks she's hot or she thinks she's being sexy um so that really I feel like was a big voice I had in my head thinking like oh if I you know if I were to make a video people would think that I thought I was sexy and I don't want people to think that I think that I'm sexy and then I think that's to let go as well it's yeah like, okay you know what some people aren't going to find me sexy and that's fine but also I can find me sexy and there are obviously some people here who do find me sexy and that's also great and fine and if yeah if people are judging someone for that I do think that's very much says more about them than it does about the person who's making the content <laughs> yeah definitely and if they are on there to say anything <laughs> negative you should charge them more <laughs> exactly. it's like, well i still got their money so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like i robbed you <laughs> like you this is how much it costs to make fun of me <laughs> <laughs> should have the price so on that note with your sexuality mm. what has your relationship with yourself and your sexuality been yeah i, I saw that um that you were going to ask me that and it just made me giggle like endlessly (laughs) (laughs) which is very much me I actually saw a tweet I don't know if you saw I think I shared it but um somebody who was obviously watching Bachelor in Paradise and watching me try to flirt with Tim Hanley and they said um (laughs) you just know that Janie is that girl that giggles the whole way during sex (laughs) (laughs) it made me laugh so much but I also sent it to a few people who kind of felt like there's definitely a bit of truth to that (laughs) Um, but I think that's okay as well I think um yeah for me and my sexuality like you know obviously I'm talking quite openly about it now and owning it that I like that I do have any kind of sexual energy shock horror but like you know just owning that and feeling comfortable about it um is all pretty new for me because I definitely didn't feel comfortable I feel like having sexual energy at all and then once I started feeling comfortable with that there was also feeling like I wasn't comfortable to show people yeah um I'm still yeah not a and yet this is like I said not to be judgmental because I think it's an awesome way to be in the world but I'm not a super I don't think I give off heaps of sexual vibes (laughs) um in general in daily life um but I also feel like I'm coming to terms with the fact that that's also fine. And yeah. Like, you know, and being more comfortable about that, I think I kind of, uh, it's just, and it's all just outside messaging. And that's the annoying thing, I think, that's just so frustrating about being a woman is just how much 
information you get from outside of you about what you're supposed to do mm. and supposed to be like. And I think once, you know, if I started to feel like, oh, you know, um, my sexual energy is something that's important to me, then feeling like, well, if it's going to be important to me, then that also means that I'm supposed to, I don't know, like dress a certain way or talk a certain way or do certain things and and just being really confused, I think, for my whole life and I think a lot of women probably can relate. And now kind of finally realising like, okay, I am who I am and it's a lot of different things and some people find that confusing but I don't have to be confused and I don't have to no. worry that other people are confused. Uh, yes, I am a sexual person uh, who has sexual desires and that's cool and also most people in my life might not know that and that's also fine yeah. but I'm not like ashamed of any one thing so it's been a real journey yeah <laughs> but I do feel finally and obviously yeah I have days where I hear voices in my head telling me shoulds and shouldn'ts and and shame stuff coming up and uh that happens still too and I'm still kind of still a journey still dismantling so much stuff but yeah the thing that I hate the most is that none of it has come from me and I think about who I really am on the inside it's all just been you know what we get told like either from our families or what we see on tv or magazines or hearing from other girls and like all guys like you know what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to act like and oh, it's just exhausting isn't it it is and <laughs> Like what you said with you don't think you give off all these, you know, like sexual energy. Yeah. I think there's a misconception that, like Sex in the City, for example, mm. there was Samantha who was just loved sex, everything she talked about was sex, overly sexual, and then there was like a Charlotte who if you know, she would never talk about sex in public kind of thing. I think there's a stereotype where you have to be one or the other. You can't just be who you are yeah. and have that sexual energy inside of you and however you want to portray that is totally fine like you said I don't think we have to you know ooze sexuality all the time you can just feel that within yourself and have it to yourself or you can show people yeah I think it really depends on how you want to show that and how you're feeling in yourself as well oh absolutely like it's so confusing I think Mm. (laughs) being a woman is so confusing no it is is, and it and it, it shouldn't be it's just we're made to be confused just constantly. Like, I think, yeah, just, I mean, I go back, I can think of just so many experiences that I think added to the confusion, you know, like, like I said, just families and what you, when you first even start talking about sex um, and how you're told about it and then learning about it at school and then other kids at school and what they know and then starting to date and, like, uh, like what your first partners might tell you is and isn't okay and just constantly hearing what we should and shouldn't be doing and then finally kind of being like okay you know what (laughs) do what I I want now (laughs) I'm just this is it and this yeah I I can be all of these things and yeah I'm not worried if anyone's confused anymore so that's good yeah no I think that's great and how have you but you were telling me before a lot about all the work you've done on yourself and you really seem like you are amazing to talk to like very warm and you seem like you've really done a lot of work on who you are and who you want to be as a person and I know if you feel comfortable talking about it you told me that last year you did go into rehab for it's combined sex and love addiction but mainly love addiction so if you feel comfortable would you want to talk a little bit more about that yeah definitely because I like for me, it's like 
my most proudest thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know that I've like had a really cool life. I've like lived all around the world. I like run my own business. I've been on reality TV. But like my most proudest thing, I think, is like choosing to work on myself mm-hmm. and then like having that lead me to <laughs> spending a month in rehab. Um, I'm like I'm so proud of that. I think I don't know. I I think that the most admirable quality anyone can have is just like wanting to you know, like, maybe be a better person. That sounds a bit harsh, though. But just, like, wanting to understand themselves and get to know themselves and feel comfortable, better mental health, and then, you know, then be that for other people. I think that's the most admirable thing that anyone can do. Um, So, yeah, I'm very proud of my uh, journey. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, uh, so I did go into, yeah, rehab last year. Um, Like I said to you before, I think that I just knew that I was struggling and I noticed like some things that were really affecting me that I thought perhaps needn't be affecting me as strongly Mm -hmm. as they were I was having like a lot of problems (laughs) with love which um I feel like it's so funny to be like a love addict that's been on The Bachelor is very (laughs) funny to me (laughs) it's like obviously um but yeah I the way that I found myself was just ha- yeah having really a lot of trouble with relationships in the sense where I would get really attached and feel really good about someone and then they would leave and I would be a mess. It just mm-hmm. felt like years kind of um, of just like waves just crashing on me and like trying to like have a breath and then feeling like another one crashed on me again. So just feeling really out of control with how much it was affecting me, even though like obviously breakups are yeah, <laughs> and they're always going to be horrible, unfortunately. Um, but I, I feel like because there were so many, I was kind of thinking perhaps that maybe there was some stuff I could work on. And um, I was in—I've been in therapy for ages, and I think everyone should be in therapy. It's yeah. Good. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was doing some work, but still feeling like okay, this is like really affecting me a lot. And then I found myself in um, in a relationship that was quite abusive uh mostly like emotional abuse um and mental abuse and yeah like we were talking about gaslighting before heaps of that Mm. um and I didn't I didn't know so when I say I found myself I didn't realize I just thought that finally I had a partner and it was just harder than I thought was kind of what I was thinking because I hadn't had anyone be be with me for that long yet um it just felt really hard obviously because it's going to feel really hard if you're being treated badly yeah um and it was just so confusing for me to really accept what was going on and that I wasn't being respected and that things that were happening were not my fault and that they were not okay uh it was really hard for me to understand that as I imagine I'm pretty sure it always is for anyone in that situation um but then I still, even when I was slowly starting to unravel that and look at, at the relationship where it was, I still didn't feel comfortable leaving. Uh, and I, I didn't think that that would be better, mm. which is very sad and, and horrible. And I think, I mean, there's so much, obviously, that to be said about like abusive relationships. And I think that everyone especially like at the moment how bad it's gotten like domestic violence and everything there's so much that people need to understand about how those relationships work but 
Yeah, even understanding that that I was in an abusive relationship, I didn't want to leave it. And that's when I really thought, okay, perhaps I can do some work on myself. And that's not to say that anyone that finds themselves in that situation, that it, like that they are the problem at all. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think that I think that because that was a really hard thing for me to read about and hear about when I was trying to understand what was going on. So I don't think that it's ever the victim's fault, but I did kind of notice that perhaps uh, perhaps this did have something to say about my own self-esteem and self-worth, even though I thought that I had a lot of self-esteem. Um, obviously, something deep down wasn't really... Um, yeah, it wasn't really in sync with that because I was letting myself be treated badly and, and I was really struggling to leave. So I decided uh, to go into rehab uh, to kind of heal myself through that situation. It was a while after we had broken up, but like I said, I was still finding it really difficult. I still wanted to keep contacting him. Mm -hmm. um, I would, like, and then we would hang out again for a while, and then obviously the same sort of patterns would repeat themselves, and it just wasn't really okay with me. Um, I don't think that, just for people listening, I don't think that I probably needed necessarily to go to rehab. I probably could have healed and understood everything but it would have taken me longer. And yeah. I was like, okay, it was like a New Year's resolution kind of thing. I was like, okay, you know what? I realized, um, yeah, so it was 2019, it was about to start. And I was thinking about what I wanted for the year. And I was like, you know what? If at the end of 2019, if I am homeless and unemployed, but I am like over this situation, I will be happy. Like yeah. that's all I want for this year. So I decided to check myself into um, a rehabilitation facility for addiction where they work on everything, um, all kinds of addictions. The one that I went to uh, is South Pacific Private in, on the northern beaches of Sydney. If anyone wants to go, I recommend it. <laughs> uh, shout out to them. Thank you for your help. Um, so, yeah, they do work on all kinds of addiction, uh, but also uh, people can go there for like depression, anxiety. Um, and, yeah, they'll help you. You can <laughs> – I mean, they'll, they'll see if they can help you, so talk to them first. But um, – I found it helpful, this is what I was saying to you before, like I found it helpful to use the label addiction for what I was going through because I found it helpful to use like the tools that addicts use, mm -hmm. like even to recover from substance abuse, like the 12-step program and things like that. I found those theories and ideas helpful for me, but I do think a lot of people can go through what I was going through and not label themselves an addict yeah. and... And they can find ways of healing without needing to call it addiction. So I don't think everyone that's like found themselves in that situation is necessarily an addict, but probably there's some level of like codependency. And I think yeah, yeah. So I think um, that yeah, I found that really helpful to to do that. So when I talk about my sexuality and how I'm feeling more comfortable with it now, I do think that it's because I've done so much, so much self exploration and dismantling of stuff like. Why was I looking for someone else to make me feel like I was worthy of anything? Um, it's kind of, yeah, been a really long journey to understand that I can be in control and that I am worthy and that other people can't affect that anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I, when you were saying before um, what led you to get the help and go into the rehab was 
when you were saying like all the traits of the relationship and how you were feeling and things you were doing, I was listening going, oh my God, I've done that too. And so many people have been in the same boat and have done the same things and been through the same things. And I think after a breakup, it is really, it's hard to think this way, but when you go, okay, I can only work on what I'm doing and how I'm feeling, I can't control what the other person is doing. And when you really take that control back and do everything for yourself, like it's so amazing. So you even having like self-awareness to go, I'm going to do this for myself and checking yourself in and really getting that help and continuing to work on yourself, it's so amazing. And some people don't even unfortunately make it to that step or of that self-awareness. So that's amazing you did that for yourself. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like I said, I'm really proud. And so thank you because also I feel like often if I ever even allude to the whole like rehab sex and love addiction thing people don't react that way like Mm. I want to be proud of it but I do think there's a lot of stigma with that I mean there's so much stigma about like all mental health but also the fact that I'm throwing in anything to do with sex like yeah (laughs) people can really uh yeah not be obviously impressed by that even though I think it's impressive no you should be so proud of it there's nothing to be ashamed of with any type of help yeah, absolutely, and I th- I wish that more people felt that way. Like, it, mm. I think it's really holding everybody back. Yeah, feeling like embarrassed about and like getting help for their mental health or talking about their mental health. I just, oh, I just I'm so sick of it. I'm sure everyone, mm. <laughs> so many of us are just like just enough. Especially now, I mean, the year that we're having, I just think who has time to be worried about? We don't have time to be yeah judging ourselves for for being depressed it's like no we just gotta be able to say it now if we don't feel good anymore and and be able to talk about it definitely and I think the time we're in now things are improving Mm. but there still is a lot a lot of work to do but if we keep talking about it and keep being honest I think there'll be a big change definitely which is positive yeah podcasts like this I think will help I, I always I also live in like this beautiful little bubble like my Facebook feed is mostly like friends who agree with me on everything and I always just think oh everyone feels the way I feel about stuff and then all of a sudden you'll encounter a person who's like super judgmental or Mm. says something very like yeah bigoted or judgmental or prejudiced or something and you're like oh that's right like (laughs) where (laughs) are you from (laughs) that's right there's still heaps of this going on in the world even though I don't see it on a daily basis it's yeah Thank you for being so honest with me. I honestly really, really appreciate it. And I think we should all be more honest about these things. So what do you have coming up? What are you excited about? Yeah, a cool question. Um, I think it's just a weird year to... Yeah, <laughs> obviously not travelling or anything. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I really am hoping that they'll let me back on Bachelor in Paradise to have another go. I think... Um... <laughs> Channel 10 if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so funny because I, I say this to everyone and it's like people are going to start to think that I actually have like an inside tip that I might be going. It's like, <laughs> no, I've heard nothing from anyone, but I'm still like, come on. Uh, the more I say it, the more it will happen. If they're having one, which I hope that they are, it would be such a shame. We can't, we can't go another. It's year great without. to watch. <laughs> it's good TV. Oh, so good. So yeah, hopefully that's happening, and hopefully I can go on there and um and you know maybe meet the love of my life. I think um someone who is supportive because it's another going back to OnlyFans. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, another thing that I did kind of think of when I was deciding if I wanted to make an OnlyFans 
is would a partner be okay with this? Yeah. Because I am single, but I you know, obviously, like we saw, Bachelor in Paradise, looking for love. Um, you know, I do think that's something that could stop someone from wanting to date somebody. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of thought about that and was like, you know, what if I met some amazing person and they that stopped them from wanting a relationship with me because mm-hmm. they didn't feel comfortable, which is totally allowed. Like, if they, if they don't feel comfortable, <laughs> then don't date me. That's fine. But then sort of thinking about that, how would I feel? And then I realised I do think that probably the right person for me mm-hmm. would be the kind of person that would feel comfortable with it. Like, I mean, yeah. we've had this open conversation where I don't feel any judgment from you. I know there are people out there that wouldn't be judgmental about it and that would feel okay about it or at least be able to have a conversation about boundaries. Like, I would feel comfortable up to this point yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I think that's another important thing. So, yeah, looking forward to finding love in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> um, with someone who is as open and comfortable with me about their own sexuality but also about me having a sexuality uh and expressing that um yeah that's what i'm looking forward to well you definitely deserve that (laughs) so i'm excited to see what happens and i really do hope if you don't find your amazing boyfriend up Mm -hmm. until then Uh that you will be back on tv soon (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much for this and i'm sure everyone will absolutely love this episode and listening to how honest you were so thank you thank you thanks for listening